everybody. Welcome to our Healing Voices podcast and YouTube channel. Today is episode 13, and I'm really, really excited to have my brother, Victor Javier Irizarry, here with me today. And we're going to have, um, I'm just looking forward to our dialogue, looking, to, looking forward to our conversation. Um, so really appreciate you being here. Um, those of you who are brand new to the Our Healing Voices podcast or YouTube channel, um, what the vision is, um, is for those of us that are engaged in this body, mind, spirit, wellness, evolution, consciousness, raising, whatever you want to call it, um, just that we're able to realize that we're not the only ones on that journey, you know, that um, whether we're engaged with meditation or, um, you know, a yoga practice or art therapy or what all the different possibilities, so many modalities out there of wellness expansion. Um, just to know that we're not the only one doing the work, not the only one diving in. Um, so the, the goal of this podcast is for us to just realize like, wow, there are people in all walks of life um, engaging with life, you know, and I think that's ultimately what, you know, one of the calls calls back, um, even as you and I were talking beforehand is just um, how do we, really engage with life, you know, in a new way. Um, I think that I, ultimately, I think that's what all these modalities are about anyway, is like, how do we live here now, you know? And so um, I'm just really also excited about the opportunity to hear voices um, and to get to hear your voice um, today. And, um, and those of you who are listening, uh, your voice is crucial, is critical, is so important um, to the expansion here in this, on this earth. Um, for us to all grow and heal together. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's, let's dive in a little bit and um, start with, you know, first, yeah, so first off, big gratitude. Um, as I said, said to you, um, you know, VR emails and texts back and forth is every time I'm around you, I'm like, yeah, you, you just want you to stay here. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't like, you sure you got to go? You know, like I, I know that you and I, um, and we were just talking about our buddy, Adam, you know, it's like, I know the three of us, but even just you and me, I, I know that we could literally spend a week together yeah. and just like really enjoy connecting in our conversations. I always enjoy what, what you share. Um, I'm inspired by your creativity. Like, um, I get, like when I, when I see what you're creating <laughs> online and, and whatnot with, um, comic, your comic books and, just your just your creativity like inspires me it's that it, it inspires that spirit where it's like okay like what well, Aaron what do you want to create you know like when I see you creating and and um you know just taking yeah it's just beautiful so that combined with just your presence and warmth um I just really enjoy being with you so I you know yeah, I was like let's, let's chat let's chat and let's yeah. uh <laughs> I want to get to know you better you know I mean I think that that's a, a big part of this, uh, this desire to, to get to interview you. So, Thank you. Um, so let's start with, you know, as you're, tell us a little bit about yourself, first off, like present day, like what, yeah, where, where are you presently? What are you up to? Um, yeah, what's, what's kind of filling your days in this new, new world we're all living in? Um, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's, it, well, first of all, I have to say uh, something that uh, when I show my wife, Sarah, who's your friend forever, like, you yes. know, that's how we know each other. Yes, uh, yes, yes. For 12 years or more. She, uh, she's like, oh, Javier, you're the sole friend 
and I am just a friend. What the heck? <laughs> so she got a little jealous there. So you gotta you gotta make up for that. <laughs> oh my goodness, your your wife is is freaking amazing. I am. I am a lucky guy. I love <laughs> you are a very lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Today's world where I am, I um, I'm, I have evolved a lot. Like, I, things have changed completely unexpected. Um, you know, a little bit of of almost timing, like the right timing for me, because like, I I was living a a life that was pretty rushed and very stressed. Um, literally looking, like I just, I'm like, go, 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 and then shuts down. <laughs> like I just went through a couple of those. And I remember in 2017, I went through a major shift. A lot of personal things were happening um, in my family. Um, Hurricane Maria happening in Puerto Rico. So that was, major strain and we can talk more about it maybe later but um the my mind just just got i got developed anxiety like i was having all kinds of uh, emotional constraints i had a good mentor buddy friend uh, at work at the time that died that year unexpectedly he was 60 years old um he used to sit next to me so that Made all of that crammed into one moment. I think I remember going to Carlsbad to to visit. We were staying in Oceanside at the time, um, and that's kind of how that's how I deal with stress. We go to the ocean, you know, like reconnect with the ocean. Um, but so you know, kind of that stress put me into like I need a break um, and. And then fast forward to kind of changing, trying to like find a new job, trying to find a new lifestyle, trying to find, like we changed everything. We bought a new house, we moved to Tempe with a new, in a different neighborhood, starting a new job with a different company. And then this pandemic happens. And then what it does is just, in a way, it kind of forces me to slow down. Like, okay, dude, you're here, you're here right now. Um, let's deal with yourself. Let's deal with your mind. Because um, healing yourself in this way will make you a better father, a better friend, uh, a better husband. And um, that's kind of what I've been working with today, like, like right now. I'm not kidding you. Well, you saw, we, when did we meet? Like a few weeks ago, a month ago or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was part of my healing. Like we, I told Sarah, it's like, let's just go out to the ocean and, and kind of just relax and be there. So, so I can be a better person when I come back. Yeah, it, you know it, it. It gets to you, man. Being inside all day, be uh, even though I'm in a really comfortable place. I, I mean, I'm thankful uh, because I'm able to have my little office at home, and I'm able to have complete control of everything that I'm doing around me. Um, other people are not. I mean, other people are in very cramped spaces, or you don't even have the chance to uh, to find, you know that that escape with that place where they could be quiet you know kids running around dogs barking blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, so i'm lucky that we have found a place that allows us to kind of get that quiet time sometimes too quiet uh yeah that to the point that i'm like where's my family <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but in a way, you know, yeah, I'm actually kind of enjoying the, this new side of me. I didn't know I was able to work from home and be alone. I'm always, always being a social person, always being an outgoing person. I needed the energy of people, I still do. Mm-hmm. If anything, I need that the most. I mean, I thought that work was that escape, like go out and be with people. And I realized that, hey, work is just a tool to, or it's part of the process, not it, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. a lot of people live, um, like work is their life. And I, I was like that for a long, long time until my friend passed, you know, a coworker. And I was like, holy shit, like things kept going. And I realized, hold up, what am I doing? What am I leaving behind? What's my legacy? Like, what, what am I doing today to help create a footprint that when I'm gone, at least something? Like, we were talking about creativity. We are talking about inspiration, you know, inspired to kind of create. To me, that's kind of part of the unintentional footprint that I'm leaving behind. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if I were to just not be here tomorrow and, and all that done is change your sad face to a smiley face. <laughs> to me, that is, that's like, yeah, I did it. It's all about change, right? So it's all about, you know, helping uh, others in that way. And that's why I teach when I teach. So I guess I can tell you a little bit of my, what, my background. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm loving this. Where, who is this guy? Where is he from? You know? What are you even talking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I love I love what you're sharing though. Just giving us like a a, a real real time like look at the last few years and how it's it's not been a it's not been a cakewalk where you're just walking on rainbows. It's like some really intense things, you know, with the hurricanes, hurricane oh. in Puerto Rico. What you said, and then it's like you lost your co-worker yeah like all in this one year almost it felt like just one thing after the next oh um, yeah yeah and it was like so i think it no it's it's powerful man it, it literally and a lot of my close friends know that like know what was happening because they were there during that time mm-hmm. it, was, there was, it was a literal physical shift that i never thought possible like you know a lot of people talk about anxiety and depression and, and they're like in my mind i was like oh no that's you know that's you can, i can handle that i can handle that. i've been through a lot i've been through mm-hmm. a lot and mm-hmm. i guess it's a point where you know the older you get the the strength you kind of depend on other things right like it's a it's like steel you know or you keep bending it bending it it's gonna break at some point mm-hmm. um so it just, it was just too much. Like for a long time, so you have energy. You're, so if you're a person like me, you're able to kind of compartmentalize things. Okay, work's here, love life's here, um, I don't know, personal life's here, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of, hand, I can handle like with work, it's all about problem solving and creating and dealing with personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Love life, your wife, you know, all these things are here. and. You throw any issues there, I can solve these problems. But then when they start merging with each other, and then now you have a loved one, like a friend that you loved, 
that work with you, you know, gone through like these dive, right? Yeah. And then the amount of stress that was happening there with my family and the things were happening with my brother and he's, he's bipolar and, um, and you know, there's a bunch of things that were happening with him. Then you throw that also, I have a teenager, you know, that is also going through changes and, mm -hmm. and then, I mean, you keep throwing things that, um, at some point I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm supposed to be fixing this here. There's a crack here. There's another one here. And there's so much stress going on that you just crumble. Like it literally was out. Like, I can't, I give up. I give up. I, so I gave up. I wasn't, Sarah was worried. My wife was because I, I'm a smiley guy. I'm always smiling and laughing and I'm like positive. And I was not. And it make me aware of the people or, or, or when people tell you, Hey, I'm not feeling well emotionally. A lot of people don't take that serious, man. It's yeah. stress is a real illness. Yeah. Especially in America, like people die because of stress. Mm -hmm. And if companies, if, if, if people don't take this serious, nothing, I mean, it's, it's going to be major. Uh, like right now, for example, this whole COVID thing. I went to my, I literally was freaking out. I was thinking that I had COVID. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. my, my, my chest, that was like um, Father's Day weekend, I remember. Mm -hmm. I was having my chest compression, I couldn't breathe. Um, I'm telling Sarah, I, was like, I, I feel like I'm, like I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I'm not, you know, like I have this physical pain. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, go get the test. So I tested and was negative. Thank God, right? So then, but I'm like, I still feel that pain. So I went up to the doctor and they checked and everything was normal. The doctors say, I think you're just dealing with anxiety. Uh, and those uh, physical pain, it's anxiety attacks that you're getting, uh, you know, you just don't know how to deal with it. So um, we, well, one of the things he said was people are not, like we hear about the, in the news all the time about the cases, COVID, this, COVID, that, and everything that's happening, the economy. Mm -hmm. But people are, uh, rarely are not paying attention. But like, I shouldn't say rarely. People are not paying attention to the emotional um, crisis that, or the emotional um, strain that this is putting into people. Like it literally is across the nation, you know, people are just, emotionally affected, being inside all day, not, you know, dealing, you know, not being with your friends or your loved ones, seeing your loved ones dying, just, you know, we're monitored. I mean, like all of these things are emotionally affecting us directly or indirectly. Because mm. if you're like me, I mean, I get affected by people's emotion. I, I'm very, you know, like the empathy, it's, it's there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so she said that and she was like, yeah, a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of cases of this completely healthy people that are just going through uh, this emotional shifting um, that we just, so she recommended a bunch of things like, you know, that I've been doing, uh, I've been listening to a, pod, a podcast called Calm, C-A-L-M. Okay. It's really good. Awesome. Um, it, it has some like meditations, uh, exercises. If you're not, if you're new to meditation, it helps you 
it guides you through the process, how to meditate, um, sleeping. I was having a hard time sleeping, so it helps you also to do some exercises before you go to bed and you can create an awareness of your body. Uh, it guides you through a small, like a meditation or story time where it tells you about, you know, just close your eyes, focus on your breathing, Mm-hmm. And all of these things they help with anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, that you know, the crazy thing was that she, the doctor actually came a prescribed medicine like meds for anxiety. And I, after reading the side effects, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do this. Um, and I'm not nothing against it. I mean, they they they're proven. A lot of people. Um, are taking them and works for them, but the side effects were something I wasn't ready to deal with. So I tried to do it without, I'm trying right now mm-hmm. deal with anxiety without the meds. Mm-hmm. But that's, um, it's low, but it's working. You know, I can see yesterday I was having like, oh, but it, I, I know it's related to stress. I, I, can, I can see the triggers now. Okay, what's, mm-hmm. gonna, you know, what's gonna make it happen? But anyway, so yeah, helping, talking about it helps a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, it's Because we're all like, yeah, like you said, I mean, so many, so many of us around the country and world are, are sorting through how do you know, how do you, there's a lot of voices coming at us, especially if we're on devices, right? Yeah. Like, if, yeah. like I, I allow myself to get on a couple, di- like three different news websites for about five minutes each. Yeah. Because if I, if I did an hour, if I spent an hour on those, I mean, th- yeah, I mean, I just think my stress levels would be rising. Yeah. You know? And I also like on social media, because, you know, everybody's also <laughs> um, sharing their opinions. And so it's like, okay, I cannot scroll yeah. for longer than two minutes. <laughs> and then like, and, you know, my brother said it the other day, he's like, it's okay to unfollow people. Yeah, he was saying he was saying that to me. He's like, if something's stressing you, if you can't see their content, the person's content, it's okay to unfollow them or yeah. just hide them for the for the time being, you know. Yeah. Which I thought was a good idea, just because, like you just described. I mean, as as energy as energy beings and as empaths, right? Yeah. I mean, you're such an empath and and yeah. feel pe- feel people's energy so much. It's like, what can we realistically handle? Yeah. You've got a teenager, another son, you know, another son, you know, you've got, and, and a wife and yourself and yourself, you know, yeah. it's like, then, then you get on social media and you're, you're seeing 123 people's opinions and feelings right. and thoughts. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a political year. Like you get like all so, of that and then people are mixing one thing with the other. And it's why I can remember yeah. <laughs> at the peak of this whole thing. Uh, I was so curious, like, how is the government going to handle this? How is our local government going to handle this? And my frustration got even worse. I was like, what in the world is happening? I mean, like, why? Why? Right? And I mean, I don't have the solution, but I am not ignoring it either. I'm not going to just be like, oh, this is not real. I'm just, yeah. I would like to be part of that change. And, you know, if mm-hmm. I can do it just by isolating myself for a little bit, um, I'm doing it. 
I mean, honestly, I, I, we wear the mask all the time. I have my little groups that I hang out with. I wouldn't say groups, like, uh, you know, the comic book world, the architecture world. Uh, mm -hmm. like we, we have like our friends in those. Yeah. Um, when I meet with my friends, you know, it'll be probably in small groups and we are socially distancing and all of that stuff. So I feel like the, my little circle, um, it's very conscious about what's happening. And even when we met with you to visit, you know, we visit you, we were socially distancing and I mean, we respect each other's opinion and, and thoughts on the matter. And, um, but it, it is, it is really, really strange that, you know, how there's so many different opinions, like, especially in the United States where we should be on the vanguard, like we should be the ones telling the rest of the world, Hey, this is what, <laughs> What needs to happen, and it's just not happening. <laughs> so, maybe, if anything, like somebody lift the carpet and be like, "Oh shit!" You yeah. hide all this stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness, right? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely being made aware big time of if we if we didn't already see see the uh, the divisions and the diversity in our country, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, they really think that, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, I think that's like, I feel like that's why, yeah, I want to just keep having conversations with people because it's like, yeah, yeah, and just get to know like what's good, you know, I think the big thing I'm always thinking about when I'm having conversations with people maybe that have different viewpoints is yeah. like, if they bring curiosity as well and listening, you know, like, I like having conversations with people that are like, yeah. well, tell me more about why you think that Aaron, you know, like versus, um, versus like, I'm going to tell you how it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, is, this is just facts versus like, Hey, I actually would like to know why, you know, what, what, yeah. what your thoughts are. Well, it's the, it's the power of listening. You know, like when you are, a lot of people forget about that. You know, you have two of this and one of these. Yeah. So, use more of these you know than these and um yeah. uh, and also a lot of people are it's rare to have a conversation with somebody where you know that person it's 100 percent there um and i actually enjoy that because one of the things that i like about you is that when we talk we're we're there right we're, yeah. we're, I, I, I try my best to be aware of that with others. Um, I mean, again, we live in a world where you have to multitask all the time. And I mean, sometimes you're like on a call, working and da, 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 da. And it's just so hard to engage. So when these things happen, you have to like embrace them and enjoy them and be like, yeah, let's take a moment, pause everybody. Exactly. Here, here, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how I'm feeling as I'm like listening to you right now. Yeah. So tell me about. Um, all right. So, I love who you are right now. I, I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty, just about what you've been walking through here the last few years, and even even just here in the last few months with you know, yeah. kind of just addressing and and paying attention, like learning some new strategies to support your own just wellness and your breath and and decompression right tell me tell me like as you look back 
on your years on this earth, you know, what are, what are some monumental um, either moments or realities or um, situations that you've lived through, walked through um, that really impact how you show up today? You know, I mean, it could be something like, I mean, you're an architect, you're an architect, you're a professor. You're, this is what I, you know, like architect, professor, author, like comic book author, like yeah. artist, husband, dad, you know, great friend, right? You have all of these titles and, and labels, but like, how did you get here, man? How did you get here and, and become who you are? Like, what were there some moments that, yeah. Familial, whether it's familial or, you know, where, yeah. you know, so, life in Puerto Rico, you know, any, anything you want to share, what, what were some, my hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. What were some pieces that so my, my journey started in Puerto Rico. Like, so I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. small Island in the Caribbean, full of people, beautiful people. Um, and you know, I, I was born out of just, I wasn't born in San Juan. I was born in Umacao, which is a small town on the east, southeast corner of, of the island. Mm -hmm. At the time when I lived there, it was about 30,000 people. It was one high school, then it became two high schools. So, I mean, you kind of know everybody. So, the, the, the whole concept of familiar, familiarity of being close to people, it's always been there. Um, I, I, my mom basically raised a family of five at the time. Um, by herself, excuse mm -hmm. me, she's mm -hmm. a nurse, um, and she had to work a lot to get us going. Um, my 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 brother, my sister, my sister, my it's the oldest, and she's she became like a mother to all of us too because my mom had to work. So um, early in my life, I was exposed to the values of family um, and also the tragedies of of life. Um, I lost my brother. He was killed mm. when he was 15 years old and I was nine years old. He was uh, basically executed. Uh, it, it, no, it's yeah, when they shoot him in the head. Um, he was, uh, it was drug related from what I know. My other brother um, also got involved with drugs. So I grew up, I grew up in the projects. Like I came from a poor background. I mean, mm -hmm. it, I wasn't, my, so basically my mom, we, we had, she, she had to live in the projects because we, she could not afford to own a house or to have an expense. It was what the money came, it was to eat mm -hmm. and to live that day and get, you know, your clothing and get through, you know, with the day and then move on to the next day. And so the concept of savings, it didn't exist because the money was not there. Yeah. So, I mean, there was days where I remember not having, my mom would be like, today we're eating rice and an egg and a fried egg because mm -hmm. she had to feed four or five, you know, different mouths. Uh, uh, so it, it, it was, it was, I would, I mean, I, emotionally it was a very tough upbringing because I saw what drug does to you early in my life. I saw, I was confronted with life and death early in my life. So, Losing my brother, Pedrito, or Pedro, that's his name, mm -hmm. um, that early in my life was, or is the most, I would say, impactful event that I have 
that it kind of defined who I am now. Because really early, like I remember re being really young, I did not want to try drugs, I did not want to drink, any of that stuff, because I already knew what that does to you. Wow. Like in a way, um, I kind of was exposed to the dark side of life really early. Um, I saw a lot of friends die because of drugs. Um, so I was like, I'm not even going to go there. Um, so I focused in school and you know, my mom and my siblings were very aware of that. And they were like, all right, we're going to kind of coach you or guide you through this. So they were very key and kind of helped me stay focused. And then also friends. I have really close friends that had the same, um, what do you out like we had the outlook like they were i mean we grew up in the same uh town and we wanted to be somebody like we wanted to be part of something big in the future mm -hmm. um so i was a nerd and they, they you know my mom encouraged that like she's like all right what do you need like do you need? i mean not that i was i'm the youngest so mm -hmm. all the things i already my my brothers and sisters have done like they have made mistakes and they're like guide like we're gonna guide you through this and try to shelter you but not so much shelter that you don't that you're oblivious to what's going on in the world totally, um, totally. so they were like okay you know go for it and i learned a lot but i um losing my brother was by far one of the things that affected me the most to the point that it made me aware of life uh, early in you know early when i was young like you know this is gonna end at some point, like I remember, and I know this is the anxieties that I was talking about earlier, yeah. existential anxieties, and that, I know that was one of the events that triggered that. Um, so um, I, I was like, I'm gonna live every day like it's my last day. Every person I meet, I'm gonna treat them like, like you are it. Mm. You know, you're here, you're here right now. And you come across a lot of people that are just so negative. Right? I mean, and I always give the benefit of the doubt. I always give another chance. But I, so far in this journey, I've met maybe three people that I can say, you have no, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> just go that way. I'm going this way. Because <laughs> we yeah. see the world completely different. Um, but uh, I've been lucky. I mean, seriously, I've been lucky to be... Uh, surrounded and be um, walking a path that is just so full of, I mean, of amazing people and and one person takes you to another and then another and another and um, and it's just that awareness like you just become aware of the universe you become aware of the, your surroundings and then you go where become aware of how important people is in your life mm -hmm. And it's all because of that attitude. It was literally because of, I, I don't have much time. I mean, not that I'm, I'm not, thank God, I'm okay, I'm healthy, and I want to live a long life, yeah. but it's a short life in, this, in, the, in the big picture of the universe. It is a moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, why can't... I want, to, I want to do everything. <laughs> so that's what inspires me to, all right, I have a goal. So, uh, you know, I remember being in high school and in the concept of architecture was unknown. So my, these, my teacher 
my math teacher, he's like, well, you like science and you like art. Why don't you just go for architecture? I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, right, go to the library, open the encyclopedia. You, I don't know if you remember what an encyclopedia is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Google, you know, I just go literally look at a book. Uh -huh. And I came across Frank Lloyd Wright and uh, the definition of architecture at the time. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, I had no idea what it was. So I go to another, so the, the process of entering, like going into the School of Architecture in Puerto Rico, it's very tedious because I don't know, 300 people apply. I think it was 60 make it in. Um, and I remember talking to another teacher. She was like, don't even apply, don't even go there. That's for rich kids. You are, you don't waste your time. You need to make a portfolio. I mean, there's a lot of schools already kind of training kids to go there. And I'm like, no, I am going to make it. So I took it as a challenge. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I went to my art teacher. I remember I was like, what is a portfolio? And how can you help me make one? <laughs> and he was like, okay, Victor, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on a separate track. Like he literally put me on a separate, like submit. I was in the classroom and she, he was like, okay, you're going to be here doing this work. And he had like this other students doing other stuff. And I was working towards my portfolio. And that teacher was so critical uh, into me making it into the School of Architecture uh, because he helped me create a portfolio. So I had to show the work. So anyways, I make it to, to the school and I was the first in my high school that year or only one that made it to architecture. But then it's not only that, you just got, it's not just, oh, you made it to school and you're done. No, it's, this is the beginning uh -huh. of like long nights, no sleep. Uh, deve I developed uh, stomach problems because of stress and bad food and lack of sleep. <laughs> like a lot of people, I'm sure. Like a lot of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the, my next goal was to, to make it, because the, the program was an undergrad and then they, they forced, not force you, but they, you get an undergrad and a non-professional degree and then uh, you gotta get a professional degree in order to get, you know, to get, uh, uh, to become an architect. Yeah. Um, so, that professional degree came with a master's. So you get the option of doing master's in Puerto Rico or do it outside or you know, in the States or anywhere else. So I chose to do it in the States. I had no idea where I was going. Never been to Arizona, never lived outside of Puerto Rico. So by the way, moving from my hometown to San Juan was like a big deal. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to live in San Juan. You know, this is the, the capital and whatnot. And I was remember I'm the youngest. So I was a mama's boy and my brothers were like, are you sure you can do this? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so yeah. Were you, in, were you in a dorm in San Juan or did you? Uh, yeah. So when I first moved uh, there, I, I was in an apartment with two roommates from, from high school. Then okay. I moved to a dorm and then I couldn't take that. So I uh, ended up moving back with these new friends that I have that still my friends today. Actually, one of them, 
came to do the master. So when we came to do the master here, it was three friends, it was Miguel, Luis, and myself. And we used to work together and we say, hey, let's, let's do this together. Let's just apply to the same schools and we get selected. We go together. So we did it. And then we became the three amigos here. Uh, it, so, so during this entire time, so you know how the comic book thing comes up. Yeah. In high school, I was very into comic books. So I've been writing and drawing my own comic book. Yeah. At the same time, I'm kind of working towards my career. So in my background, in the background, I'm kind of drawing, drawing, drawing. Like, I'm, one day I will have my own comic book. Um, so fast forward through college, my friends, they all knew that I like, you know, drawing this thing, I have my character and everything. And everybody joke about it. It's like, that's, you know, will you ever, can I get that done? And, um, and I was actually looking through some old books, uh, notebooks, and I always sketch my little character on the side and saying things. And then fast forward to 2015, no, 2012, I'm gonna skip big time. So we moved to Turkey. Uh, this is you know, after I met Sarah, I met Sarah in 2008. Um, and then when the economy collapsed, that was the beginning, right? So 2011, the company I was working with, they, they closed, let go everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided to find an opportunity of, uh, you know, somewhere else. So the idea of teaching abroad came to me through an old professor where he's like, hey, Victor, you know, my first name is Victor. So you know me as Javier, everybody knows me as Javier. But he goes, uh, do you like the, you know, do you want to teach in Izmir? And I was like, yes, but where is that? <laughs> so it was Izmir, Turkey, and we moved Sarah. And I mean, Xander was like, what, one or two years old? Um, wow. I always forget. And so we moved, we sold our house in Arizona, we moved there. And we, I was teaching there full time. And when I was there, I met a guy who was teaching a, a drawing class uh, for visual storytellers. So it was a comic book world. And I was like, dude, can I just sit with your students and just listen in? And so I started sketching. And um, the guy said, this is amazing. You should do something about it. Yeah. Well, maybe one day when I go back to the States. So I came back. I met a couple of, I went to a couple of local shops and some people looked at me like, hey, who is this guy? You know, what's, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And others were like, well, maybe this is what you do. Um, they helped me, they guide me through a, a path. And so I came a, a, across a book called The Unnatural Talent, Unnatural Talent, uh, Jason Brubaker. Okay. And it was about, Exactly that. It was about self-publishing. It was about goals in life that you have. That, um, but it was all related to, you know, his experience with creating his his books. And I I remember reading the thing. I read it so fast. I emailed him, the author, and he replied. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I became friends with him, um, but it was it was the act of not being shy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put myself out there. He's like, hey, dude, I I'm, I feel like you wrote this. You're talking to me with your words. 
I'm so inspired by it. I'm going to work on my book. Um, so it's been actually three books now. I have wow. here. Yeah, so I self-published this guy right here. Wow. Uh, this guy right here. And then mm -hmm. This is the latest one that you've probably seen. That yeah. Yeah. It's all my journey. So I'm doing wow. everything myself. Um, so yeah. Um, then the funny thing is that Jason, uh, the author, mm -hmm. he writes to me. He's like, I don't know what you're doing, but my son loves your story. <laughs> so his son is a fan of, of my of my comics. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so that's that's been happening. So that's how that's how the you know in a nutshell, kind of like how my career with the comic book things developed or the, the author. Um, but then in the meantime, remember I have to like have the full-time job, which is right. um, uh, working as an architect, a designer. And then I also teach at ASU. So the teaching, so it was kind of like, all right, I work, then I graduated. So I graduated and then I started teaching part-time. And I've been doing that now for about 18 years. I think it is almost 20 years. My gosh. So I, and then it was the class I was teaching. I was teaching studio, design studio, and then I was teaching, uh, I'm teaching, I created an elective on drawing, but it's, it's called looking, thinking, sketching. So it's critical thinking in the design process using sketch or drawing as a thinking tool. So the act of meditation, the act of uh, observation, like drawing became a tool to help you focus on that. So when I, so drawing for me then became a meditation. So a lot of people, it's a stressful experience. For me, it's, I'm getting to the point now where it's like playing an instrument. So people just struggle through the whole process. But once you master that instrument, you can close your eyes and really enjoy the music. Mm. I'm at that point, I can sit now, I'm, st I'm still kind of learning. Every day is a learning thing, uh, yeah. but I feel more comfortable now playing my tunes. So where at some point I was not, you know, with my drawings, I feel like now like if I, if I see it in my head, I kind of, I'm able to see it, I'm like translate it to paper and a lot of people struggle with that. So my class is about how do you shift your mind so you, instead of making it struggle, you make it a joy. Mm. You, hey, I put pen on paper. I actually am able to do this. Mm. Um, so it basically is like, it's like deconstructing the mind. Like what we do is create a, an awareness, a body awareness. Mm -hmm. like as you're sitting there in front of paper, I give you a topic. You draw that. How did that feel? What did it make you think of? Like, so we make all of these connections. Um, and then it's amazing. The drawings that the students make, it's beautiful, dude. It's amazing. So yeah, that's its own thing, right? So that's, yeah. so that's uh, you know, architecture, design world, got me to teach in the academia and like, you know, this whole thing of, of, of just uh, sharing knowledge. Like I feel like it's, it's part of, you know, one of my joys in life is just being able to share and learn from each other. Um, mm. In teaching, what is it? In, in teaching, you will learn, and learning, you will teach, or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's what we call song. Yeah. And then, and then my creative journey with 
with the books, it's all it's all part of who I am. Hmm. So it's it, as you can see, is that you know, it was an organic evolution. It just I didn't force any of those things. Why well, you know they kind of happen. And then it helps that I have an amazing partner who supports that, and she is she is the backbone of the household. So she's been always kind of you know taking the front of the vanguard on like all right, let's make sure that you know we are all like going in this path. And mm-hmm. um, so that's why you know I, I highly respect her uh, in that sense because. If it wasn't, if, if you, like, if I, you know, having kids and having a family, um, it's a job in its own. <laughs> so, um, it, she she has taken a lot of the weight on and helping on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like, okay, I'll be the muscle. I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna be working on, I'll be doing all these things, so the kids get to enjoy the things we have. Mm-hmm. So when I grew up. I didn't have that, you know what I mean? I didn't have, my father was not there with me. I mean, I love my father, don't take me wrong, but that's a whole different conversation. But um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, I just grew up without him. Um, mm-hmm. So he was not, my, they were never together. Um, and then, so, um, not having him, so my brother became my, father figure yeah. for my kids I want to be a father figure mm. you know what I mean like I want to be there I want to be like teaching what my brother taught me and kind of like helping guide them mm. um, but it's hard because now I also have to work I also have to do all these other things so Sarah my wife it helps me balance that mm-hmm. just with the, with the two you know what I mean yeah, well, I mean, when you're talking, even just as you're sharing there at the end about being a being a father, being a being a present father, like just how I feel, I feel your energy of like, just how important that is to you. Yeah. Oh, it it is. It is. Um, it's. It is. <laughs> yeah, those two guys. Those two guys are special. You know, special. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I I love them. I I love them. I um, I'm so proud and. It's one of the. It's one of my biggest fears uh, to see them grow and hopefully not fear. I mean, my when I say fear, I'm like I I don't want them to grow and look back and be like, who the heck was that guy? You know what I mean? Like I want to. In what even if I am not like in their faces on like. Um, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, or mm-hmm. you got to become this. I always tell them, I say to Donald, I said specifically, I say, hey, man, I want you to be, I don't care what you end up being professional. I don't mm-hmm. care. I just want you to be a good person, a good man, a good husband. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So even if that's the only one thing <laughs> that mm-hmm. we get out of this whole thing um, in life, I'll be super happy. Mm. you know like just i mean as you're talking like so let's say we've got we've got some uh some fathers or you know some people who are doing who are parenting 
Like yeah. what has been game changing for you? Um, or what have you sought to, like, if you were to make, you know, somebody's listening to this and they're like, partner's pregnant right now. You know, oh my gosh. You know, what would be a couple, um, you know, or they have a young child. Yeah. What, what have been like two or three, like, very important ways in which, you know, you've sought to show up, you know, or what, or what would you recommend? I mean, I, I want to be a dad at some point in the next. Yeah. Next I, it, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's a commitment. It's a commitment that like with everything like you chose or sometimes you didn't choose to, to be, but yeah, Hey, you're there now. And remember, so I, so I, I, so basically what happened okay let me tell you my upbringing so i told my um everybody's like it's i was an accident i was not supposed to but sarah doesn't like when i say that but like you know passion I, baby passion baby right we were yeah baby. It, it, it was a very complicated passion baby because just to say like this i have a brother that it's uh about three months older than me. So my dad had God. two. <laughs> so he lied to my mom or something. I don't know what the story is. So something happened where yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, it was a total accident. So my mom was a strong woman and she decided to keep, keep me and raise mm -hmm. me and be there. Um, uh, she, I, I, I just love that, you know, she was there. And my dad is a, it's a good guy. He's a good guy. And, uh, he just man, you know, and uh, he uh, he just made a mistake, and he, you know, but I didn't see it like that for a long time. Uh, it's an adult now. I'm like super thankful mm -hmm. um, to be able to kind of see it and visualize and and almost you know forgive him in a way, just could understand that why he was not there. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, not being there for me was like earlier, I saw it as a challenge. Like when I become a dad, I want to be there. I want to be um, as much as I can. And it's a commitment, right? Like I said, it's a commitment with yourself and a commitment with others. So it's like going into a relationship. When you met your wife mm -hmm. um, or whoever's listening, the person that's next to you, husband or partner or whatever you want to call it, you chose to be with that person. You were not born with that person. You were not, you know, it, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. You you kind of either grew to love that person or kind of consciously go through that every single day. Mm -hmm. You um, you choose to stop being I to become we or us. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, there's certain things that you have to kind of like level down. Be like, okay, so it's not about me all the time. It's going to be about us. Mm -hmm. So when you become a father or parent, because you have to think, like when I met Sarah, Donovan was four and a half, five. Mm -hmm. um, so I chose, like my friends were like, dude, you went from being single <laughs> to be uh, like a full-time, full family, like just like that. It's not like that really happened. It's just I chose to be there. And I was aware, like I was not, it's like people who adopt. Mm -hmm. You choose to adopt 
a person, a, a human being, and it's they're not genetically connected, mm -hmm. uh, immediate connection, but you choose to do that and you grow into it. And it's it's amazing because it's like planting a little tree and then all of a sudden you see it grow and when it starts blooming, you're, like the joy of, of seeing it blooming is wow. Um, but like that, it's there's struggles, there's challenges, and um, especially if you're a person that works a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I went from being like the guy who was like, oh, look at this guy. He's leaving on time or he's leaving early, which was on time, to go with his kids and family. I mean, that's a stupid excuse. You know, like, why are you doing that? And then to become that guy on the other end and totally understand why. So it was like, oh my God, like, it, 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 you know, it, it changes you, man. It ch like being a parent changes who you are completely because now you're not about you. You're about, if you're doing it, if you're trying to do it right, I mean, ideally in my mind, that's what's happening. It's, you're, you're kind of letting go of yourself to not be with another human being. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing and it's frustrating too because mm -hmm. you have expectations like your parents had expectations of you mm -hmm. you have expectations of your own child um, and sometimes when they don't meet those expectations you get frustrated but it's part of life it's part of forgiving yourself it's part of letting go and just take it as it comes and it's scary, man. It's really scary. Because it's just the beginning. Like right now, when Donovan graduates and goes into an adulthood, he's going to grow into a human being that I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be their guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just pray and hope that they do their best. It's like me right now. I'm living in Arizona. My mom, I mean, I, it's in Puerto Rico. And I never, ever thought that I'd be here in English. You know, my... My first language is Spanish. I used to think and dream and like, I never spoke English in my household. And here I am with you having an interview, full on English, <laughs> uh, and talk yeah. about these things. So, I, you know, I always, I empathize with my mom because I'm like, holy shit, I know my, her son, it's 3,000 miles away on the other side. And it's, it's an everyday struggle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Yeah. 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 It's so good to, it's so good to hear your, hear your reflections just about this parenting journey. I mean, you talked about um, commitment, you know, ultimately like a choice, a choice you made, yeah. um, you know, whether it was, you know, beginning your partnership with Sarah and then becoming Donovan's, you know, stepdad, you know, like yeah. present, present yeah. time dad, you know, like in the moment dad and, uh, yeah and how that's evolved and then you and sarah had xander and it's like and just this commitment piece you know where you said you as a single man it was like what are the what are those people leaving leaving the office for i, I did the same thing dude i did the same yeah. thing when i was teaching high school i would be like man are these people not committed to their work yeah exactly and then <laughs> and I, even my brother i'd be like he's leaving at 2 30 i'm like we just got done at 2 20 like yeah like I, I'm leaving at five, you know, getting a bonus couple hours in thinking I'm like freaking Superman. And here's he, here he is taking care of his partner, his yeah. relationship, yeah. being a dad, you know, and it's like, 
I think that's, you know, that's what I hear you saying is like just the call to how can I shell up in a way, you know, you, and it was something that, you know, was inspired by, you know, what you walked through as a child where you were like, yeah, I really, you know, I want, want these boys as they look back on me, they see, yeah. they, they don't see just a work, a workhorse, you know, yeah, they yeah. see that they see me pursuing my passions, but they also see me like cheering them on. Yeah. Present with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's, what, yeah. that's what I hope. That's what I hope. I, um, sometimes I wonder if I'm doing the right thing or not. I, I'm like, is this enough? I mean, it's, you know, like it, it's, I mean, I, you gotta be honest with yourself sometimes. Like I, so I'm an artist, you know, and I'm, constantly second guessing everything I'm doing uh, so which is another it's a curse right because it's like you know people's like oh well you're drawing you're drawing real good I'm like well, no that's not good enough oh your father is like well it's not good enough because I you know like I I don't know man and I, I guess that's kind of what motivates me to get better every day and motivates me to to uh, to try to keep trying uh, and and I hope I just pray that uh, that you know they see that they see that you know it's not about just hey oh we we have a comfortable life no I mean it took a lot of work mm -hmm. everything that I own everything that I have it's because I work my butt off to be where we are mm -hmm. so I hope that I just helped you one step up so you can kind of it's not easier but it is better than what it was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Uh, at least well, yeah, me. like that. Yeah, I mean that that all the work you've put in and the the goals you've set. I mean, as you took us through school and all that, it was like that was freaking amazing. Just Thank to hear you. hear that recount, you know, just of you know of the teacher that said, "Oh, that's not going to be your, you know, you that's not not for you." And then the art teacher who helped you put together a portfolio. Yeah, like that takes a powerful young man a powerful young man to like yourself to say i'm going yeah you know and that is i mean i i can i get chills as i'm saying that because i know that there's a lot of us out there there's people who are listening to this that are like at that point where they're like can i is yeah. it like could i can i get to that you know i just re i started this program can i really am i really going to get there and i think you know the correct like the courageous in me as I was hearing your story was like, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You can get Victor Javier got there. Aaron yeah. can get there. You can get there, you know, like yet and it's commitment and it's yeah. ultimately commitment, you know, nothing, nothing <laughs> wonderful. You know, the three, the three uh, comic books you've written. I mean, you worked your buns off to make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still. I mean, I'm ongoing. I'm hoping to take it to the next level, and just you know, my dream is that one day I pitch it to Netflix, right? So like, hey, what about doing? I mean, it may never happen, but it helps to have that dream. You know what I'm saying? It's happening, man. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Somebody from Netflix is going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "It's happening. Let's see those." Let's yeah, see those. right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, well, so the story, the story is actually, um, it's about imagination and the power of imagination, basically. So it's, it is, it relates a lot to how I see life and um, 
there's a lot it's a kind of like in many different ways i can relate to the character because it's it's how to use imagination as a weapon to fight back and in this case the bad guys are robots or technology that is absorbing or sucking imagination out of people mm. so you're using imagination as an actual fuel as an actual power to fight you know against these machines um that lack of imagination and because of that they have to absorb it out of of these beings or these humans so yeah that's the story in a way yes <laughs> so yeah. if you're netflix or somebody out there listening uh <laughs> Yeah. Look me, you know, find me on Vault Lines yeah. on Instagram. Uh, cool. Follow me and, and check out my drawings. Yeah. Definitely, uh, we could talk more about it for sure. Totally. Totally. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, uh, final two questions, my man. Um, the first one is um, yeah, let's go with this one. Oh, boy. Let's go with this one. Um, you've got a. Uh, First off, I love your dreams. I love your imagination. And I, you know, and I just, it's so good to hear your story and really, you've really given us a, a beautiful glimpse of the, really the, the bumps, man. Oh, yeah. You know, just, I just appreciate being honest, vulnerable with us, you know, cause I know there's most all like, doesn't matter who's on the healing journey, you know, like yeah, yeah. There are times where you're just like, is, what is going on with me right now? Oh, yeah. You know, and um, and just in those tough moments, it's just I appreciate your being so raw with us and um, and with me. You know, it's like continuing to remind me also to be gentle. You know, that oftentimes, again, have those like incredible, audacious, beautiful goals. Yeah. And yet also like have those stress relieving habits and that perspective where you've talked about family and legacy where yeah. it's like, yeah. these are some powerful goals that I have, yeah. you know, and it, the ultimate powerful goal is I, I choose to leave a legacy yeah. about imagination, about being present as a dad, about being a great husband, about being an awesome friend, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's this. That's what I'm hearing you say. Um, no, and that that's it, dude. That's that's my mission statement. Like, if, yeah. I actually wrote a mission statement um, when we were in college. We I took a class with a really amazing uh, professor, Will Haywood, who became a friend later. Um, mm -hmm. And he uh, part of the things that we did was to write like a mission statement, um, in kind of in life, like and then that you can use that professionally, like when you're applying for jobs um, in your resume, mm -hmm. like you write about who you are, like what's your mission statement in, in, in life? Like right now, write it down, write a paragraph and, and work it, work, work it until you find out what is it? What, what, why are you here? Why do you want that job? Why do you want to be that, that, that you know, podcast author, or book author, or you know, whatever they said that, whatever it is that you're doing, why? Ask yourself why. And don't just say, oh, I want to make money, because that's not it. That's just, I mean, for some people it is, but why? Mm. Like, okay, you want to make money, you want to be rich, you want to be famous. Why? Why? Ask yourself why. So um 
writing this mission statement, I, I became aware that it was about change. I want to be part of change. I want to be change. When, you, when I think about it, life is all about change, evolution. It's all about, you know, it, it, there's patterns and there is, um, there is a certain uh, kind of repetition of, 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 of themes, or if you may, or, or you know, moments that kind of are cyclical, but they're not cyclical. They're, they're kind of spiral, right? They go, you know, kind of, they look like they're repeating themselves, but they're actually at different levels. Uh, so when I think of it like that, I'm thinking, okay, well, if I'm aware of this, hmm. how can I help if this thing is going, and I'm part of it, I'm just hmm. a particle on, on this big cosmos, how can I be part of change? How can I help others? So I found, now that just by being present, by being being here, being aware, by listening, by teaching, uh, not just teaching in a formal setup, but uh, teaching, you know, kids, your your your, your children or your friends. Mm -hmm. uh, but in teaching, when I say teaching, I don't mean it like as, oh, you're standing up and you know you're wrong, I'm right. No, it's more about learning as well. So they kind of go together, like okay. Uh, somebody was asking me once, like, well, do you find yourself, do you, do you think of yourself as a creative person? And I said, no, I'm more of a curious person. So curiosity allows me to find creative solutions to some, some issues. I don't need to be like, ah, you know, it's, 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 like, it's like putting a Lego set together, right? It's about how does this one goes with the other one? It's, it's, it's a curiosity spark. So that's the kind of learning and teaching that I'm talking about. It's like really getting to know each other, really um, engaging as much as possible and, you know, just being aware of it. And I think that helps you with your, at least for me, it's helped me with my, um, my, what do you call it? Uh, when you say gut feeling, it's, um, um, Intuition. intuition intuition thank you yeah. my intuition and and in fine-tuning your intuition then you start kind of finding little lights you know like oh wow i'm gonna follow that light and then you follow the other one and it's because of it's because like you you like your curiosity is allowing you to exercise your imagination like a muscle and then your imagination is fueling your intuition and then all you are doing is just connecting the dots as you go and then next thing you know you're like surrounded by these array of beautiful people and you know beautiful things that just help you define who you are um in a way they say that you are like if you look at your five closest friends mm -hmm. you kind of are a, a sum of all right like you, you your judgment is kind of based on so kind of analyze who are your closest friends and are they like who you want to be? <laughs> you know, that's some of all of them. Are, you, are they helping you getting, you know, making yourself a better person? Mm. Um, so that, that's, that's critical and important. Not that, not that you're going to shut down, you know, some people that are struggling. Mm -hmm. It's more like you want to be aware of what are they contributing to your life? Mm. And how are you contributing to their life? And there has to be a balance because sometimes you're doing all the work and they're not doing anything. So how do you how do you mm -hmm. kind of keep that balance? Mm -hmm.
Mm. It's a, it's it's just it's just it's a struggle, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love how you're sharing that, though. I mean, what a great reminder to all of us, you know, myself, anybody listening, about just the the mission statement piece of like how powerful that can be. Oh, yeah. Just been getting really clear, you know, getting really curious. I hear you also just saying like, get curious, like what what is it? What yeah, get curious about what's inside that you really want to express or whatever, right? And it's like, yeah. Anyway, that so just as that's as I'm hearing you, it's like get really clear, like get you know, uh, and that's really helped you. Yeah. Get you know, create what you've created thus far and co-created with friends and with your wife and with your family and yeah, yeah. It's it's that curiosity, it's that um, and those goals, you know, yeah. it's that I love that. I love yeah. that. What's yeah. um okay? So last so room full you got twenty thousand people in the building you know you got twenty thousand people in the building they've showed up because uh, they saw your netflix special <laughs> they saw your netflix special featuring your your characters and and <laughs> your comic books and they're like this guy this guy's got got some wisdom that i need i need to drop into um you know and they and they're just like literally they're pumped pumped to hear what, what you're going to share. Um, and you, and you're going to just give them three pieces. Oh, wow. You're just going to give them three pieces and say like, Hey, um, as you're looking at your life, as you're looking at this present moment, as you're looking at your future and as you're reflecting on your past, like these are three things that I think are uber critical. Um, and again, the, realizing we're all unique but still like like we, we want to know what your three like go-to answers are what are three things that are so crucial um because because who knows maybe i want to apply one of your three or two of your three into my yeah. world into my life so i just can see it like this like a like a like a triangle okay okay yeah 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 work discipline respect work discipline respect mm -hmm. not necessarily in that order mm -hmm. but if you are a person that has a good discipline that means you respect yourself and you respect others mm -hmm. and that re gets reflected in your work if you when i say work you can you can put in there whatever it means whatever it means to you mm -hmm. uh, if you're working and you're working hard hopefully you are doing it with a discipline and you kind of are following you through your you're consistent to your goals um that shows respect you're respecting your work uh if you're a disciplined person that means you you're aware like you're aware of the moment you are um you're using your work i'm notice that i'm not saying job uh work it's whatever you it's 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 whatever motivates you to kind of you know get up in the morning and and, and walk and do something whether it is uh, you know just going you're working on yourself or you're working on something that it's it's it's, it's the next David or whatever you know a sculpture um, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be a creative outlet but my point is that 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 work right there because of your discipline um, just kind of respect it shows like you know how respectful you are to to yourself and to everybody else so, so in a way that's 
kind of how I go with everything because so you know there's a couple of things that influenced me one it's uh, this guy who talks about finish not perfect uh, his name is Jake Parker he's a, a YouTube influencer and an artist um, mm. um, he has like over 500,000 followers and I met him it's a great guy I like him a lot and, but finish not perfect allows you to kind of finish put yourself some goals like don't don't say oh I want to write the next novel oh it's frustrating because it's a big big goal right so if you say I'm gonna write a, a page a chapter or a page in like the next month when you finish you are you feel that you accomplished something and that's addictive it's like oh my god I did it right and so I have some goals that I still haven't accomplished and it's in the back of my head and I still I know I need to get them done mm -hmm. um, so I, I know I'm gonna get there, but it, it is, um, it's about that. It's about staying focused on, on just the experience and the awareness of like, I, I'm going to accomplish little goals at a time. It's not about the big one. Mm. Um, and then, you know, also just being exposed to that early and being aware of like, of myself in the sense of who I am in the bigger picture, right? Like being Latino, uh, uh, Puerto Rican, uh, learning about the history of who I was or who I am, like how my culture is related to uh, the United States, you know, um, how like I communicate, how I talk. Um, these, these are things that make me aware of like, okay, hold on a second. It's not about the messenger, it's about the message. So like I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, listen, you can talk all day about a topic and say that you are the expert on it. But if your work, it's not there to back up that, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I became very much aware of that because for me, drawing became my subtitles. Like people, because of my accent, some people could not understand exactly what I was saying. So I had to use my drawings to tell the stories. So it allows me, it allowed me to craft my work better and better and better. So it was more to the point and more clear when I put my work out there. So that's the kind of the can't the kind of energy and effort that you should be putting into things. Like literally is um, care for your craft care for your brand your brand is who you are mm. um, those are the things that nobody can take away from you. Mm. they can take away physical things you know money they can take away your house they can take away whatever but who you are mm. in the core like after you define that mission statement and you find out okay Aaron is this person and it's about this this is and this is why and I'm going to show you through my work I'm not even going to talk just look at that and use you, you judge for yourself. Then what you immediately go, well, I gotta make it better. I gotta keep making it better because that's my brand. That's who I am. So you, if you're working on your brand, define it, who you are, and um, and just make it better. Make it better. And it just one day at a time. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I have a dream. No. Let's make that dream come true now. Because it, it is possible. I am um, I'm living a dream, you know, I, I, you know, I remember, I go back, you know, it's, it feels like it was yesterday when I was dreaming about publishing my own comic book. 
or building a designing a building that gets built that is part of a skyline in the city like a foreign city like living abroad and being able to see uh ancient uh you know sculptures or ancient buildings i mean these were dreams of a little kid in a freaking in the projects that i never ever thought i'll be able to experience and here i am today sharing those stuff with you and like dreaming about bigger pictures like bigger things right and i i if you're listening, I think that's that's kind of you got to remember or remind yourself of those things. Like, okay, pause. There's a lot of noise. What what is it? And you would say, I don't know. I mean, some people say, I don't I don't know what I want. I don't know what I am. But kind of seek guidance, look for help, talk to others, read books, listen to podcasts, find outlets or find. Uh, Find, uh, let's say, tools that can help you define who you are and not try to all of a sudden sit there and be like enlightened. You know, like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. We all, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Uh, we, we, these are the moments that help us kind of like, okay, how, do, how, do, how can I work and get better? Because mm. that's, that's, that's your brand and that's what you want to work on, right? Mm. <laughs> so amazing yes yes man yes yes i can't I, yeah that's i mean that's I, I don't i don't need to chime anything else onto that i mean that the thing that i i just one thing the thing one phrase that jumped out was it's about the message you know the sometimes we get so lost in being the messenger or whatever you know but it's a like the message like right i feel like when i'm focused on the message like being the messenger it's so egoic. It's so like, hey, yeah. everybody, I'm Aaron Lehman. Da, da, da. You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, but if I focus on the message, yeah, this just like fades into like unity. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm like, it, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about the message. The message yeah. is unity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I love, but I love, yeah. Anyway, just beautiful calls right there to all of us just to just, the little steps, the goals, yeah. you know, it's not going to happen overnight. If you're not sure what that why is or that vision is like dive into, you know, connect with people, read yeah. some books, you know, ex ex you know, explore some, these yeah. tools, try out some of these other tools, these modalities that can like spark that in us. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes it does, it can get so pushed down. Yeah. And you talked to me, you said all the noise coming at us, you know, it can get really pushed down. And so I just appreciate that reminder that, that, uh, to, to, you know, to, to utilize those tools to kind of call that out in us. Cause sometimes it can get a little like, you know, you got all these responsibilities yep. that yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh my, you know, I know what my soul's voice is talking, <laughs> that, you know, the spirit's in there. Like, Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hey man, I really, really appreciate you carving some time awesome. to uh, allow me to join you here. And I think what you're doing is an amazing thing. Um, it's the beginning of, of, of something, um, and I can see it. I think I think allowing allowing uh, people to share their stories and, and you know put their voices out there. Uh, it's, it's it's such an important thing and. And if anything, you have become some sort of a, 
shepherd, right? Like, or like a, a, a guide to um, allow like these, these things to happen, these, these uh, collaborations and these um, exchange of information and ideas and energy and love. I mean, I, it, it is so important. We need this. Um, so it is a big responsibility too, because mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're that conduit to you know, help spread a message. And um, I am so happy to be here. I'm so glad that we get to share yeah. this. And it's, it just feels like a conversation, you know, like we always do. This is just how we, we always are. Totally, totally. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Oh, man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And those people who want to um, connect with you, you said it earlier, but on Instagram, VOD Lines. Bot lines, yeah, V O D, and we'll make sure we'll make sure we have that here um, on the you know on the video YouTube video, and I'll make sure I post it everywhere, awesome. so people can connect with you. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're doing one-on-one uh, -on -one art art coaching or one-on-one. Oh, -on -one I do it actually. I'm actually I'm teaching. Uh, I, there's a kid. I'm, I'm doing that. Are I, you? I'm very selective because it takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, totally. But but I um, I am doing it. A friend of mine reached out and talked to me about his son. And so I've been, I've been on the weekends and Sundays, we, I've been spending an hour with Sergio and I've been teaching him. We've been kind of drawing together. So yeah. I, I do the one-on-ones, um, it's very rare though. I could imagine like a, I could imagine you having, you know, 40 people join from around the world. Just, awesome. just to listen to, I mean, what you're talking about, the classes you've been teaching and, you know, it's like, yeah. oh man, I, I bet there's people that would just love to, love to drop in and have some guidance from Absolutely. a legit, legit amazing yeah, yeah. professor, academic, you know, like talent, you know, so. So anyway, uh, those of you who, who caught this, definitely connect with Victor Javier Irizarry on VOD lines and Instagram and, um, Again, thanks for joining us here on episode 13. Uh, really, really grateful for you joining us. And if you have feedback or questions, um, yeah, either you know, connect with me, connect with Victor. Let's, uh, let's keep the dialogue going, knowing that we're not alone on the journey and that we can uh, continue to just encourage each other and remind each other that, that, um, that the courageous work is worth it, you know, that it is worth it, you know, that we, that we have a communal, it's like a communal call, yeah. you know, like a communal call to like, keep doing it. I know it's sometimes I just want to throw on Netflix too, you know, like, and just get lost, right? We just want to get lost sometimes, but like, let's keep doing it. Let's keep calling each other, you know, calling each other and, and, and walking strong together. So thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank Javier, you. Javier, really grateful for you and your voice and, uh, yeah. and, and who you are, man. I'd, I'd just be really proud of myself. You know, if I were, if I were you like looking in the mirror and looking at, looking at the life you've created, co-created with, with the earth and with, you know, those beautiful people around you, like I'm just, I, I would be in awe. I would be yeah. really excited and, and, and know that you're, Freaking, you, you know, I, I just, I just think you're amazing. So thank you so much, brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks. That's the end of episode 13. Love y'all. <laughs>